Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. I am officially out of school. Oh. SBS. Yes. I, meaning, you know, the collective, the way that I speak, like, <laughs> oh, we are taking tennis lessons and we have a swim meet, you know, so I, as me and my children are out of school, but you and your little uh, flock of hens are not, are they? No, the finish line is in sight, though. We're actually, we're... Um... Not my kids will don't uh, don't tell the school system, but my kids will not be at the last day of school, which, as I record this, is uh, Friday. And but because on Thursday night we are flying on the red eye to Newark to visit my parents, and I haven't taken my kids out to Connecticut to see the, my parents in two years. So this is actually wow. kind of that's going to be a great yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah. So and I the last day that I saw my parents was actually the day of the Mar- uh, Boston Marathon bombings. So, and, um, uh, it was, it was no, really, yeah. because I, we, we stayed with them last, oh, was more no, before that? was that? way before yes. that. No, no, no. That yeah. was the more half marathon I'm talking about where I got to sleep in the childhood room of Sarah, Miss Sarah Bowen Shea <laughs> or your guest room, I guess. But. I was going to say, we, we couldn't, you couldn't sleep in my childhood bed because my childhood bed is only six feet long and it, and <laughs> so you wouldn't fit into it. It's this, um, I, uh, my parents live in a house that was built in 1830. And so it is full of antiques including the be- the childhood my childhood bed that is um has a special small mattress in it it sounds like i slept in like a drawer but i didn't i was about to say i mean you have a goose down pillow that your dad plucked the feathers himself? it was made of hay. it was made of hay um yes. no and it was uh but it has um it's kind of a the mattress sits down inside the bed frame and so i'm convinced that i would actually be taller than 5'11 if i hadn't been you know kept, in, kept you in a box stunted. you were stunted <laughs> and, uh, and so yeah so but that was before um that was before yeah, that that, well, that was april yeah i think it mm-hmm. i think it was um the weekend or two before me oh yeah because yeah cause... well you know what happened is that you after then i went out after more, yeah. you mm-hmm. went down to connecticut mm-hmm. and then you saw your parents and then the boston bombings happened yes well, on so the day it, you were flying home it was and i was at my father had had a um fall he's he's um relatively fine now as fine as a, a man in his late 80s can be but um so he had a fall in january of last year and so he was in a rehab facility and so i um after we were at the that half marathon i went out and spent some time with him and so i was sitting in his um room at the rehab place with my mother as well and was getting ready to head over to the little airport that i sometimes fly in and out of and started getting all these texts and everything. And so it was uh, about, you know, are you okay? Are you at, you know, the marathon? I'm like, hmm, what's going on? So anyway, so it was a very, very kind of troubling, disconcerting last time I saw my parents. So, um, uh, I'm, you know, that is in the past and I'm looking forward to going out there, um, after flying the red eye with the three, saying, three kids. You're looking forward to red eye <laughs> yeah, three yeah. And then a, an hour long drive from Newark, uh, out to, to Connecticut. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I'm going to run with my, on Saturday, I have a running date planned with Allison, my 26 strong candidate, um, who we will be, um, I'll be running the Philadelphia Marathon with on November 23rd as part of the Saucony 26 Strong program. 
That's yeah. great. Well, I, I hope that um, she takes your advice better than mine. Kelly is taking it. <laughs> so, well, no, when I give advice, I want it taken. Okay, yeah. So let's so My let's back let's let's, let's back up and so the this Saucony Twenty Six Strong. We are each um, mentors or coaches to women that we um, chose through. Um, a contest on our site and so that um, you chose Kelly down in North Carolina and I chose Allison out in my hometown of Stanford, Connecticut. And so, so tell us how Kelly is. Well, I not- talked about Kelly's situation, I think on our, on last week's podcast, and it's not that big of a deal. And I'm kind of, you know, making drama for the sake of, you know, <laughs> theater production here on our podcast. But, um, but she was running the last part of a, of a half Ironman. So she was running 13.1 miles in Raleigh oh, and she right. started her run at like two in the afternoon right. and it's ended up with, you know, um, I think a slight case of hyponatremia. That's what, that's what she kind of settled on after talking with some people about it and all that. And so when I wrote her back, I just said, you know what? Marathon training is going to be hard. It is 20 weeks and it starts in early, you know, it starts July 7th, I think for, for her, if she's, if she's going to follow the train, like a mother finish a plan, which, you know, if I have anything to say, Kelly, that's the plan you're following. <laughs> yep, <laughs> She is. Um, but anyway, and so I just said, just take it easy. Like, you know, you've got three or four weeks of just chill like three four miles at a time four mm-hmm. five you know it, you know you don't need to go crazy but she always has a long run with her best running friends um on Saturdays mm-hmm. and so her race was I mean it was either on a sat- Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. and then I looked on the pile of miles and she said uh of this week so it's seven days later mm-hmm. she said you know and so Dimity told me not to run you know my normal 10 with my girlfriend so I ran eight <laughs> <laughs> Eight is not easy, Kelly. <laughs> I mean, I you know what? I obviously it's it's totally fine, but I just am like, okay, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, <laughs> that's so fine. Because see, then my my cadet, as they're calling the twenty six, yeah. Strong so we're program. the coaches and the cadets mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you know we need a little military in our mother <laughs> right. on our life. Right, right. So Allison was saying, oh, I just feel. Oh, I was asking her because they get to do as part of the program they can do a half marathon tune up race. And so that uh, to kind of gauge where they're at in their training. And so I was emailing with Allison trying, you know, like, hey, have you considered what half marathon you're doing? And she emailed back and was said she feels like such a, a slacker because she's not doing as many races as Kelly. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. You don't have to make apologizes for racing judiciously. That's fine. So, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe we should switch people. Although you, you race judiciously, too. Maybe Kelly can just be our overeager beaver. That's right. fine. That's right. fine. I'll take it. Kelly, as long as you don't get injured or burnt out, you can race and run as long as you want. But the training plan, you know. Yeah. Got to stick to the training plan once we get there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but so I'm very excited. On um, Saturday, Allison and I are meeting up um, at 9 a.m. to run five miles and um, try to scope out as, as as flat as possible as it is in Connecticut. It is surprisingly hilly back there. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, yeah, but so then um, you know we were talking, I you know maybe the last show or the one before that about all the end of your craziness. And so I have some of that in store today, Dimity, which nice. is called um, Second Line. And maybe our uh, listeners who are uh, WTF, what is that? <laughs> yeah, who are, maybe people who are down by New Orleans might know what it is. And so never experienced this before, but it is. So my kids go to an arts focus public school here in Portland, and they um, 
so it has arts integration and they do singing and dancing. And so um, this is after school. They ent- all the kids who are, you know, get permission from their parents, we will all line up and there will be drumming with it. And we will start kind of walking slash marching over to a historic cemetery here in Portland. It's called Lone Fir. And, I mean, it's going to be pretty big because there are, I don't know, there's more than 400 kids in the school. So it's going to be, I mean, for all intents and purposes, a parade. Um, you kids, just drum into a cemetery? Yeah. I mean, what do you do when well, you get and there? So, but so, and so all the kids, Daphne was, so I have third graders. Daphne was very, like, she just kept waiting for the teacher to tell what color they were supposed to wear. And oh. um, so thankfully, the verdict came down as bright colors. So oh. we can do that. So I'm actually wearing kind of a coral colored shirt today to fit in with the kids. Um, and so we um, part- what do you do? I mean, well, okay, so part- you got, you got oh, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, get, dro- okay, I'm getting there. I'm Move getting the there. Story along. <laughs> we don't have all day. <laughs> so it's like a parade. It takes a while to pass by. <laughs> and so it uh, so partway there, there's going to be stop and there's going to be some more drumming. And I think there's going to be a dance part way along the along the route and when we get to the to the cemetery there the music will change somehow and become okay. perhaps more appropriate being in a cemetery <laughs> and then we're going to banging on the bongo drums. Yeah, so we're going to walk i think they're african drums and so we're going to walk over to um a special part of the cemetery where um a very historic part of the cemetery because I think it's a modern day cemetery. So, but but um, one where a lot of uh, Chinese immigrants who worked on the sewer system here in Portland uh, way back in the day um, are buried, and then the third graders who did a play about Lone Fir Cemetery will sing the um, eponymous <laughs> song, and from that, the Lone Fir song. Uh, oh this is the most random. I told field. you. I'm sorry. Okay. Drums, bright colors, Chinese immigrants, sewer system, song about a cemetery. Lone like, Fir. What are, they, what are they teaching you? I'm at that arts-focused school. And so, but I can tell my kids are so excited for Second Line, and just, they well, so, just... And so it's just kind of so it's a so it's again it's i think the dance teacher went to new orleans it's a tradition in new orleans and that it's a celebration of life with an acknowledgement toward death yet integrated with you know i don't know music and um i don't know i don't know so i think i'm just gonna have to experience it to to understand i think we might need a picture or two of this Mm -hmm. i mean not in the cemetery if it feels you know oh no the cemetery is very beautiful and it has um has a rose garden in it and um and it's historical i've heard (laughs) said that like 17 times it's a historical cemetery we're going to historical park (laughs) so so yeah so So basically you're telling me you're playing hooky this afternoon i am i am which is fine because i am playing hooky tomorrow morning oh what are you doing and i am not drumming or (laughs) saluting chinese immigrants that worked on the sewer system i am going on my first pikes peak training run tomorrow morning sarah bowen shay oh my goodness jimmy mcdowell yes. tell us yes. a little bit about that <laughs> with uh with my three neighborhood pals so again this whole thing is contingent on the fact that i have friends doing it with me so <laughs> we are leaving at 5 30 i'm picking them all up they all live you know within half a mile of my house mm-hmm. we are stopping at starbucks <laughs> We are getting down there by about seven. I have to check and out the parking. You have to tell situation. people where down there is. 
Oh, Colorado Springs. Uh, Pikes Peak is, so it's about an hour south of um, Denver, a little less. Um, Pikes Peak, the trailhead is in a little town called Manitou Springs. Um, And so we're going to Manitou Springs, and then we're climbing the incline. And anybody who has been, uh, knows, like, Denver endurance stuff, the incline is one badass mother runner, if I've ever heard of it. Um, It is, they say it's the, the inspiration for the stair. Stairmaster. Oh, it is um, an old cog railroad. It's historical, Sarah. So you might like to do it one day. I know cog railroad. My ears perked up. (laughs) (laughs) It is the 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 track the ties of that. You know, Mm -hmm. it goes um, up two thousand feet over one mile. Oh. Hold on. I had some noon in my mouth while you were talking. (laughs) I think I needed a preamble so I won't spit it out on the microphone. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a very, it is a very steep climb, and uh, but it's good for climbing, and mm-hmm. it's good for climbing, and that's what we need to do. So we're gonna go do that. I my times. I mean, I I probably climbed the incline, gosh, ten times in my life. I mean, uh, every time it was when I lived down there. So I've never, I haven't been on it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking it takes thirty five to forty minutes, maybe more than that. I can't oh. remember. Um, and then we're gonna keep climbing for. Um, for 90 minutes of going up. So, so at the top of the incline, you can jump on the, the trail that goes up the mountain. Uh-huh. So, so 90 either... minutes from the bottom till when, like when you're going to start your watches at the bottom of the incline and then when you get to 40 or whatever, you're going to. Yeah. Once we get to, once we get, once, once it hits 90, I mean, we'll stop it as we, you know. Oh, so 90 minutes our... one way. One way. And then Ooh, come down. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and just so you know, I mean, the incline is not part of the race that mm-hmm. you start on the trail um, mm-hmm. when, when we climb for real. But um, but you but, just got to go the hard route. Of course I do. Sarah, <laughs> don't you know me by now? Um, yeah, but it's, it's kind of, I mean, like, you know, definitely neither, none of the three women that I'm going with have done it. And they're all kind of, you know, biting their nails and nervous. And, um, and I'm just like, it's just an adventure, you know, it is just an adventure. And yes, it's hard, but it's also kind of fun and new, you know, it's, you know, it's not going and doing the same route we've done 17 million times, you know? Yeah, wow. So, um, so I'm excited about that. Wow. And then we will drive home and maybe stop and get some chocolate milk or something on the way home <laughs> uh, because my friend needs to be home by noon. That's why I know the time. So oh, well, okay. we need to make sure that we're home for her, oh, um, her childcare situation. So, wow. so that should be good. But I mean, I used to, when I do remember the incline, um, you know, cause there's the Olympic training center in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember climbing once on my own and seeing speed skaters. I, I'm oh. pretty sure it was like Apollo Anton Ono, if I'm remembering correctly, and some of his teammates. Uh-huh. And they were literally jumping up the incline, <laughs> like, you know, like not take step, breathe, <laughs> take another step, breathe. <laughs> they were like, you know, doing their plyometrics up 10 steps, down 10 steps, up oh 10 steps. Gosh. I mean, it's so steep that I don't like to come down and I've come down it like once and it's just, it's harrowing. So, um, so yeah, so I'll, you take a picture of your second second line. line. Mm -hmm. I'll take a picture of the incline and we'll decide which one is crazier. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, as a side note, I just found out yesterday that the half marathon I am doing on August 10th, which is called bridge of the gods has stairs as part of the race course. Ooh, so fun. Uh, I'm, I need that perspective because I was like, huh, guess that's going to slow me down a little bit. How many stairs? <laughs> I do not know anything. And, and the two women who were, I found this out, they were um, helping me pack the swag for 13 Point Fun. And I was like, wah, wah, wah. And, and they said, they said, well, didn't you see it on the Facebook page? I'm like, no. 
so I have to go. Um, I, I made a mental bookmark to go and look at the, um, I guess it's a video or a picture or I don't know, something. So oh, Yeah, check it out. I mean, you know, I mean, I look at that as like a good way to break it up. You know, you got pre-stairs, you got post-stairs, but they are hard to run when mm-hmm. you're running. I won't, I mean, I'm, you know, they definitely are not like, mm-hmm. they will slow you down a little bit, but they're going to slow everybody down. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the, you know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I just have to somehow, you know, make sure our coach notes that there are our stairs. Coach, yes, yeah. it's our coach now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you should, you should tell her now and she'll, she'll integrate it into your training. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. 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 There yeah. you go. Be, be uh-huh. prepared. That's what coaches are for. <laughs> you tell them what you have to do and they figure out a way to make you do it. <laughs> right. Right. So because I told her about, um, you know, we have Red Rocks here, which is, um, you know, that great outdoor stadium, mm-hmm. which Sarah, I haven't told you. And then we've got it. Then we've got to get to our guests. Yes. But I haven't told you um, what, I'm doing in a couple weeks at Red Rocks. You were just keeping all sorts of secrets. Wait, I think I did tell you this. No. Peter Peter Seagal? Seagal. Seagal. Peter Seagal is coming. I'm going to see. Wait, wait, don't tell me. You did not tell me that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Joanne, who is Uh a mother runner from Minnesota, who. Uh um, who That you even say Minnesota like someone from Minnesota. (laughs) Minnesota. she uh she has a client out here in Denver, so she gets out here uh, pretty regularly. So we are doing um together. Joe and I are doing a Red Rocks double nighter because we, we're going to see Peter S. I'm just going to call him Peter S. Uh-huh. on Thursday night. Wait, wait, don't tell me. And then my favorite, the Avid Brothers. Oh, I knew you were Friday doing. Night. I knew you were doing that, but you had not told me about. Wait, wait, that's amazing. I'm so envious. Yes, yes. Well, and so so the question is, do I tweet to Mr. Pete oh. and say, do you want to run in Denver? Oh, of course you do. Say, oh. I'm, a, I'm a runner's world contributor, too. You want to run with me? Oh, I know. Well, because he, he does have two accounts on Twitter, you know. So um, I oh, think I it's, know he had two. Yeah, I think it's Peter Runs, maybe, at Peter. I d- don't quote oh. me on that one, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. So that he has more of a running-centric one. So, oh. um, yeah, just barrage him with tweets. And, and no, I don't know if I really want to do that. I'm not that person. But I'll, I'll tweet to him once and just see if he writes back. And if he doesn't, that's okay. I'll just spit into the wind and see. <laughs> well, you know what? That's, that's, I, I take that as a sign from God. If he writes back, great. If he doesn't, that's okay, too. Because, um, yeah, because maybe he's fast and maybe well, I'm not. Well, but also maybe he's listening to this podcast oh, because it's the fa- <laughs> because it's the Father's Day edition of it and um we are making a break from tra- tradition by having a man on our podcast so our we had some men on our podcast yeah not not too many but it's so it's not but it so it is a break from tradition because we do typically have women on our show yeah we, I know. we've had Greg McMillan we've had the founders of Chariot we've had the track coach Carl mm, I mean it's right, not okay. like we don't have boys on the podcast don't have boys no boys allowed um, <laughs> boys so, allowed <laughs> so so this man that we're having today is uh, Rick Van Beek, who lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He is the father of three, and his um, middle child uh, is Madison, who has cerebral palsy, and he competes in running races and triathlons with her as Team Maddie. And um, we will link to their Facebook page on um, this uh, with the post about this, but they um, have been. Wait, hold on. If you if you don't get the link, they are Team Maddie. T- okay. Uh, team, you spell team T E A M. Got that, Sarah? T E A M. Yep. Um, and then Maddie uh, is the tougher one. M A D D Y on mm-hmm. Facebook. That's the best place to find them. Um, and they're the athlete on Team Maddie. I guess there's a different a couple different team Maddies on mm-hmm. Facebook. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we'll so we'll let's welcome on Rick Van Beek and find out what Team Maddie's all about. Thanks for joining us, Rick, for this special Father's Day edition. We're glad you could join us. 
Thanks. I'm glad to be able to join you. Yeah. So, so tell us uh, about your family and about uh, Maddie's health story. Well, I am a family of five, my wife, myself. Um, we have an older daughter, Rachel, who's 17 and just graduated high school. Uh, Maddie is 15 and a son who is 11. Maddie uh, is 15 years old and has cerebral palsy. She functions about the equivalent of a three-month-old. Mm. Hmm. Totally dependent on us for everything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so some of her disabilities then include... Um, that that you is I've read somewhere or heard somewhere maybe it was on the Today Show that that um, you all aren't sure whether she can see or not is that accurate? That's correct. Um, like a three month old, she can't talk and tell us what what's going on. Um, <laughs> she's she still wears diapers. She can't walk or talk. Um, we know that she can hear. She responds to music and voices and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as seeing, there's no visual. Um, idea that that she sees anything or that she recognizes anything. There's no eye contact made, so mm-hmm. that's one of the things we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. So your um, your story, Rick, is that I mean, you used to be uh, a pretty heavy smoker, right, and tobacco user. Is that is that accurate? <laughs> that is accurate. It was the the poster child for unhealthy life. Yes, two packs yeah. a day and a tin of tobacco a day for most of my adult life. Wow. And how old are you now? I am 41 now. And when did you quit all that? I quit on January 2, 2009. Wow. So about, it's almost coming up on six years? Yep. Yep. That's great. That's great. Well, and so tell us what prompted you to, to give up the, the nicotine and all that and, and start logging some miles. Well, it was the fall of 2008 at the Grand Rapids Marathon. Um, a group organization called Ride of Their Lives asked through Madison School um, if she would be willing to be pushed through the Grand Rapids Marathon. My wife okayed it, and I really had no interest in going to it, but my wife made me go. And uh, Love the wives, right? Thanks, thanks wife. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but after, you know, Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. That's BarkBox.com AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. 
the person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a story worth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted Storyworth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com AMR. I'm a busy morning of getting down there and getting upset with everything. Um, I got to go out to the first corner that she came around, and when she came around that corner being pushed just to see the joy in her face, it, it got me hooked, and we spent the rest of the day trying to get from from viewpoint to viewpoint to see her again, and it was just amazing to, to see how she reacted to the stimulus of the crowds and the wind and the bumps. and When she came across that finish line, I knew right then that that, that was, you know, going to be a part of my life. I didn't know how I was going to do it yet, and it took me, you know, the marathon was in October, so it took me a few months to figure out how to get healthy, and then I started uh, in January. So what what other changes did you make other than giving up the tobacco and the cigarettes? Total lifestyle reversal. I used to be a uh, big hunter and fisherman and all that stuff, um, you know, the real outdoorsy type guy. Um and now, you know, I take a few days a year to do go do that. But now primarily all my vacation and all my weekend time is dedicated to, you know, running with Madison and, you know, doing other sports with my other two kids. Yeah. What do you, what do your other kids like to do? Um, my oldest, Rachel, she's uh, was on the varsity softball team, so she, she played softball her whole uh, life. And then my son now is – playing baseball and he's training to be a triathlete ah sweet sweet well and so so when you're pushing her i mean can you you said you know that that the way that you she reacted to being in the marathon was just something amazing like you couldn't believe what you were seeing i mean do you feel that when you're pushing her now oh absolutely and and if i didn't i probably wouldn't do it with her anymore i mean I'll, i'll keep going until she decides that it's something she doesn't want to do for sure well, and so tell me what it feels like. I mean, as, as best you can describe it. I mean, is she? What does she do that 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 you know gives you that positive um, reinforcement? Well, that's it's really hard to describe because every every special needs child has different reactions to different things. And for you or any stranger of Madison to look at her during a run, probably wouldn't notice the little subtle things that she does that. Uh, um, show that she's enjoying herself. Um, just sure. a clenched fist or an outstretched arm. Um, you know, when she sits up straight and turns her head from side to side, those are things that I can see when I'm running with her that she wouldn't normally do, you know, just in a, in a controlled environment, so to speak. And to know that that that's something that I'm doing for her is... It's like helping your kid learn how to pitch or or swing a bat, anything like that. Um, It's a moment of pride. Yeah, just terribly rewarding, I can imagine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So so a little um, nuts and boltsy. So, I mean, how did you get started, you know, going from – you know, it sounds like you're fairly sedentary in terms of not doing a lot of aerobic <laughs> exercise. I mean, how did you, how did you then, you know, become, how did you start on your running and triathlon journey? And then what's a typical training week like for you? 
Well, start when I first started, I I didn't seek help anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. I just was training for a 5K. You know, I I ran a little bit in high school, um, did a few fun runs and stuff. So I figured, you know, I'll just go out and run a little bit today and a little bit more tomorrow until I get up to the 5K. <laughs> and that's how I started, and that's why I stopped almost immediately after I finished the 5K because I was injured. Um, what what, in, what injury did you have? Just knees in general. The the pain in my knees was almost unbearable, and at that point, I figured I probably wouldn't be running for very much longer. Mm. Um, but then a friend of mine through Ride of Their Lives um, called me up and said, hey, let me help you out, and got me in some cross-training programs, and which ended up putting me back on a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, from there, it turned into almost a dare <laughs> but he said well you're two-thirds of the way there you might as well learn to swim uh-huh. sure, so sure. It, it it took me a year to get up to confidence to swim with madison but uh i did one triathlon in 09 by myself and i made, made it through the swim <laughs> it wasn't pretty but i made it uh-huh. and then uh, spent a lot of time that winter in the pool um really under under the advice of experienced triathletes trying to teach me how to how to do stuff i improved enough where you know it's second nature now so that's awesome that's awesome well so and tell us about the equipment that you use um for for you and madison i mean because i can't imagine that it uh, even if it really you know swimming is one thing and surviving the swim is one thing but then you've got you know a, a whole i imagine that's rafts kind of situation that you've got to also keep track of right 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 um the the kayak i've got is it's just a standard advanced elements kayak um but it's low profile and very stable uh, that's the reason i got that um sure um and what i do is i just tie a rope to the front of it and uh i wear a like almost like a tool belt and tie the rope to that with a quick release knot, so if anything happens, I can release the knot, of course. Mm-hmm, sure. And she's in the kayak with a life jacket on, tethered to the kayak with like a five-foot rope. Mm-hmm. So if she does fall out, she's at least visible with the kayak. You know, mm-hmm. uh, safety first, definitely. Absolutely. Um, as far as the bike goes, they don't really make anything on the market that's very aerodynamic or. Um, <laughs> puller friendly being the person on the bike so actually in i think it was 09 it might have been 2010 um a group in grand rapids um a friend of mine um does this as well with or did this as well with his daughter before she passed um donated to us some old racing wheelchairs and said have at it if you can make something out of that go ahead so I uh, got a job in a steel fabrication facility and learned how to weld and fabricate things and built the cart. That wow! We yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. I mean, I, I, I mean, I saw, I've seen video of it. It, um, you know, it looks professionally made. I mean, it, it you know, it doesn't <laughs> well, look DIY. That's on the, yeah, that's on the. It, it's really safe, really sturdy, and it does the trick. It's the envy of a lot of people from my team triumph and other types of organizations. That's for sure. Yeah. And so does that go from the bike to the run with you? Correct. It, okay. The, uh, there's a arm that goes between it for, from the cart to the bike. And when I, um, in T2, I take that arm off and put a front wheel on. 
Okay. So she stays right in the same cart. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, and so when, when was your first race with her? Was it a triathlon or was it a running race or what? Our first race was a 5K. Um, and then, like I said, we, we did a lot of 5 and 10Ks the first year. And then in, oh, I think it was 2010, we started doing the triathlons together. Okay. And what's been your best race with her? Oh, the best race? Mm-hmm. Oh, I said the first first, but now I'm just curious what your best race is. Yeah. Okay. So you answered the uh, right question. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I really couldn't tell you. I have no idea what our personal record times are. I, uh, oh, yeah, no, not no. about time, but is there an experience that stands out, like where you in a beautiful oh. space or, you you know, you had a tough okay. winter and you got, I mean, so one that felt the best and maybe they all feel great. I mean, I imagine right. they might. They probably well, do. I, I think I I don't think that our races have been the best, best moments or my favorite times of running. It's the on the trails, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before she had her back surgery, we went out on one last run and you know, stopped at all the places where I used to have to stop to take a break. Because at that point, we we weren't sure if she was going to be able to get back in cart again. Mm-hmm. Um, she had. Uh, total back fusion mm. um, done over Thanksgiving break. I think it's been three years now. Oh. Um, but she recovered well and, and does better in the cart now. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. So, so I think it's those those times that I I like the best. Okay. I mean, it's we have great times at races. Um, if you look through my Facebook, a lot of the race pictures are Maddie and I on the side of the road with <laughs> next to farm animal animals or on a bridge or whatever. You know, we're we're just having fun. We're not uh, in it for the speed or to win by any means. Uh-huh. So it's the so it's the experience along the way. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowds. A lot of times we'll stop and actually talk to some of the spectators on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the. Some of the races we do, we start behind everybody, mm-hmm. so we get to run through the people that are really struggling, and mm-hmm. we, we try and carry extra water or goo or uh, hammer gel on the nice. cart and hand those out along the way and, you know, whisper words of encouragement if we can. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's so great. So, and so do you do all of your training, you know, runs and rides with Madison, or do you go out solo no. ever? No, most of the the swim I do almost completely solo. Once oh, yeah. in a great while, if if I have to go or if I go when nobody else is around um, to watch Maddie, then I'll take her with me. Um, I pull her kayak all the time though, oh. uh, for safety and for visibility because there's a lot of pleasure boaters in the lakes I swim in. So wow, um, that way people can see me a lot better and I feel better about it. Wow. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, it actually started out as I had to take my son with me all the time, so he would ride in it. Just from just from sort of a babysitting standpoint. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. To make the time, um, and that's actually how he started to get into triathlon. Is I didn't have time to spend with everybody, Uh so when I was, you know, swimming, I'd take him, Uh and then um, I do most of my bike training on a trainer. Uh-huh. So I got him a trainer. Now he's riding next to me on the on the bike. So wow. you know, um, it's the whole family's involved in one way or another. Um, I just I can't take the time for myself and be that selfish to just say I need to train. You know. Um, sure, sure. 
Wow. And look at that. All because you did something your wife didn't want you to do, or you, you did something your wife gonna, <laughs> forced you to do happy, that you were bad about. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> exactly. I like how you think, Rick. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, so, um, so what do you have up? Do you have, uh, some races planned for this, this summer for 2014 or what, what's on your schedule? Ab- absolutely. I think as of right now, we've got 17 that we're committed to. Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, Right now, they're all sprints. Uh, okay. Uh, we were going to up the, the game this year and do all Olympics and some half iron distances, but uh, I did a half iron man in um, January and just got burnt out and had to take some time off, so my training is a little bit behind. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Huh. And, and I have to ask, what's the longest running race you've ever done with uh, Madison? The longest running race is uh, 25K. Oh, uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, wow. That's a nice distance. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so, are all those races relatively local to you in Michigan, or do you travel around the country and go to? Um, they're all within. I think the furthest is four hours. Oh, okay. Well, so they're all driving. They're all. Yeah, they're all in Michigan, and we all. Well, this year my oldest is missing some of the weekends because she's older now and doesn't want to be with family as much. But <laughs> um, we pull a fifth wheel to almost every race. Okay. And most of the races are all put on by three disciplines racing and we're good friends with the uh, um, uh, race directors because we've been to so many races mm-hmm. sure. uh, they they let us camp right there at the start finish line with them so oh, wow that's awesome oh yeah what yeah. a great family experience and I mean it's it becomes so much more than than just the race itself it's a whole escape. oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah um, hunter um, he helps with all the setup and tear down and thinks that that is just the most awesome thing in the world. And my wife does part of the timing and so does my other daughter, Rachel, you know, everybody gets involved. It's, we almost should get paid for it. I think. <laughs> I, say, I think, I think I smell a sponsorship deal in the works. Well, it is, they are, they do. We do oh, all I'm our sure. races with them for free. So yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. No. And I, I'm just giving you a hard time, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but, but zooming out a little bit, I mean, can you just talk a little bit about, about um, kind of the perspective of being part of Team Maddie has brought to your um, life as, as both an athlete and a parent? Boy, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I know it's a big it's a big question, but I mean, and you've already kind of answered it through your details and stuff, but I'm just curious. I mean, that you've taken this, this very hard situation in your life and created this amazing change for you and your family and, and for your children, and especially right. for Madison. And I just, I mean... Well, I think it it leaves me in awe, to be honest with you. Thanks. I'm not deserving of that, but thanks. Um, the The biggest thing I think it's done is changed the outlook on life, Um, and it's goes through so many deep levels that I can't get into all of it. But um, you know, just discovering that Maddie had a value. Um, other to other people other than just us was sure. something that um, made me proud. Um, up until then, there wasn't really a whole lot that I could be proud of Madison about. And that, that sounds strange, and a lot of people that don't have a special needs child won't understand how you could not be proud of a child, but that is a feeling you have. Um, and now I'm proud of her. Uh, and it 
I think that makes me appreciate my other two kids even more. And wife, of course, can't forget her. <laughs> um, it's it's brought me back to, I guess, more of where I should be. And I don't know <laughs> what else to say about. No, that was great. That was a very that was a very thoughtful, honest answer. And that I I wouldn't have thought of that perspective. And I definitely respect it and and can appreciate it. That's I mean that's yeah. We won't you know I won't put you on the spot anymore. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious. What's the funniest thing or kind of the coolest thing that anyone's ever said to you in a race? Do you have any memories or is it just all one big amazing? Oh, no. I don't know that it's. A specific thing, but on, on numerous occasions, Maddie has this habit of she's got really tight muscles, and they kind of do un- involuntarily involuntary things. And a lot of times when we're on the bike, she has a, a cover over her on the bike, mm-hmm. so she doesn't get road gravel and stuff on her. She wiggles her hand out <laughs> and, and sticks it on the side, and her her fingers end up in such a way that her middle finger is up. (laughs) And we ride by, we pass a lot of people on the bike. And she's waving her hand out the the cart with her middle finger up. So after numerous races, we get a lot of comments from the people we passed. And uh, Maddie, were you really doing that on purpose? (laughs) It was pretty funny. She's a a three-month-old who can flip people off as you pass them. I love Exactly. Exactly. We should um, all teach our three months old to do that. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I, there's, there's, I'm sure there's a ton of specific memories, but I, I just can't put my finger on one mm-hmm. really great one right now. Um, well, and then you, I mean, you've done over a hundred races with her, right? Yeah, hundred and two. Hundred and two, and then you're doing seventeen more. This, I mean, have you done yeah. some already this season? Uh, just one this season. Okay. Uh, we did a 10, 10 k last weekend, and okay. then we're, we're starting the tries on Sunday. So. Wow. Nice. Oh, wow. how perfect That's on perfect. Father's Day. That's yeah. Yeah. Day. Exactly. Great day. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Well, th- well, thank you so much, Rick. We will be um, cheering for Team Maddie from wherever we are this weekend for you. So. That's great. I appreciate it. Awesome. Happy Father's no Day. Thank you. Well, that was a heartfelt way to spend Father's Day, right? Some good perspective on on life and athletics. Oh, I know. I was so glad you found him, Dimity. Thank you for recommending him. And I just, I just loved his honesty and his perspective. And wow, that's it's just, um, you know, it's very humbling. I think so. That's great. Well, and I love. I mean, I just. I saw a picture um, before we before we talked to him. Um, I was looking on their Facebook page, and their daughter Rachel posted a picture of, um, I guess Maddie just turned fifteen or recently turned fifteen, and she had uh, a birthday picture. Um, and so she was lying on her bed, and she had her card on one side, and she was holding twenty five dollars cash in her hands. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, however, fifteen year old wants to celebrate their birthday, and I don't know, it just made me laugh, and um, I just really. You know, like you said, it's hard for people who don't have special needs kids to appreciate the position that that 
um, that parents of special needs kids are in, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, definitely do, do your best and, uh, and just very grateful for their perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. So we are, um, as we mentioned, we will hyperlink to, um, Rick's, uh, team Maddie page on Facebook, but our Facebook page is run like mother. The book, our website is another .com. on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the mother runner. Our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, are available on Amazon.com as well as on our own store site, which is MotherRunnerStore.com, where I want to make a plug, say that uh, people should go check out the 13-point fun half marathon challenge that we have there, Dimity, because I spent part of this week sending out the swag packages that go along with that half marathon training program. And wow, it is some awesome swag. Let me just say they are rich with training gear <laughs> and knowledge. And I mean, I mean, the fact that you get trained like a mother, I mean, that thing is just packed with good stuff. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so, yeah, so, but you get a signed copy of Train Like a Mother, a full tube of noon two packets of goo, some samples from Highlands, a three-pack of soft-sole socks. I mean, it is just... A... That alone is worth $95. Well, your signature, I mean, and you oh. signed all the books there. So that, I mean, That's right invaluable. there, mm -hmm. we should check eBay. They're probably going for, what, two, dollars $3,000 a piece at this point? Priceless, priceless, I tell you. Um, so, yes, yeah, so uh, wherever you... Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, join us for 13... Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to keep going. I was no. like, no, no more social no, media. No, 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 no. I was going to sign off and just say... Oh, okay, um, sign us off, sign yeah, us off. Yeah. Whether you're pulling a kayak or not. Yeah, yeah, happy... Many happy miles to you. And happy Father's Day. Mm -hmm.